I don't know why the Lord gives me these visionary dreams every once in a while. Why are you laughing? Because I know someday I am going to be hauled before the Inquisition. And they're going to say, okay, Mayor, explain yourself. Well, I had one of these dreams the other night. And it really goes with our readings. Uh, I was in a living room late fall afternoon uh, with about five or six people watching television when the front door slammed, bang, and someone came in yelling and screaming. We're all wondering, what is this all about? And the person started screaming, hurry, hurry, come on out. And it was a child came into the living room and said, come out, the Lord is coming in glory. He's on a cloud. The angels and their saints are with him. And one of the people in the room said, shut up, kid. The Bills are going for a field goal. I think that kind of explains our society today, don't you think? You know, it's the Bills. It's the Bills. And when you go on Facebook or... Uh-oh, I see a Bills person. Um, <laughs> when you go on Facebook or Instagram, when there's a Bills game, all these people have these selfies, right, showing the stadium and everybody there. When was the last time he got home and saw a slew of selfies in front of the church? How many of you do that? Nobody. You know, we come in like this. We go out like this. Is it any wonder people would prefer the Super Bowl to the Eucharist? You know, it, it, it's, it's sad. It, it's true, unfortunately. And so how the heck do we change that? And we do have the power to change it because, as I've said again and again, as baptized Christians, followers of the Lord, we have access to power that is beyond anything you can imagine in this life. But we don't use it. We just kind of go on our, our way, taking our selfies with family and friends or at basketball games. But church is kind of, you know, it's, it's this hour on Sunday, and that's about it. So really what's happening here is the Buffalo Bills have a compelling story to tell. It's compelling, because everybody's thinking, are they going to win the next game? Are they going to make it to the playoffs? Are they going to make it to the Super Bowl? Are they going to win the Super Bowl? And all our intention, uh, attention and energy is focused on that. So when we go out, we say, hey, how did the Bills do today? Boy, you know, that Josh Allen, he's really good. Again, when we come out of church, do we say, Boy, that Jesus Christ is great. He is wonderful. Great. So again, we don't have, or I shouldn't say we don't, we do have a compelling vision, but either we don't know it or we don't know how to express it. Because as our readings say today, uh, Malachi and Luke, and last week too, I talked about resurrection of the body, we're told it's going to happen. Not the bills at the Super Bowl. I have no idea about that. <laughs> but the Lord is going to come in glory. And he's going to judge everyone. And those who are judged worthy to be with the Lamb will be resurrected into eternal life. 
and those who are judged unworthy will be resurrected into hell. Now, I think, I'm sure we all would agree, that's a compelling narrative, a compelling story, and it's our story. And that's the story that should be out on Facebook all the time. Now, of course, if you like certain pages, you'll get a lot of that coming through of uh, uh, Bishop Robert Barron, um, people like that. But in general, the religious life of this country is kind of in a box. Everything else out there, you know, what's the next Hollywood blockbuster? There's going to be a, a second Avatar. And I'm sure there's lots of people thinking, I, I saw the first Avatar movie. I can't wait for the next one. Do we go out and say, I can't wait till next Sunday Mass because I want to tell other people what happened to me as I shared the good news of salvation during the week? Where's our vision? Where's our vision that we are so focused on that we want to tell other people about it. Again, we, we talk about sports. You know, I know a number of priests, they're very crazy, but they're into Notre Dame. <laughs> and you know, it's like, or their golf game. I'm thinking, I don't care about your golf game. But that's the way it is. So for us in this room today, perhaps the prayer we should be praying is, Lord, Get my desire stirred up. Help me to focus on you and what you promise me because at the end of the world, and again, Malachi and Luke talk about it, it's going to happen. It could happen tomorrow. We don't know. But if we are really on fire with that story, we're going to be out telling other people, yeah, 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 the bills, that's great. However, I've got something better for you. And that's exactly what we should be saying. I've got something better for you. I've got the best in mind for you. And this is what it is. It is eternal glory. And we, we hear in scriptures and the prayers of the church, in heaven every tear will be wiped away. There'll be no more pain. Nothing like that. Our resurrected bodies will be glorified and participate in a new creation, a new earth a new heavens, and it will be a banquet. That's the image we get from Scripture. The first miracle of Jesus is the wedding at Cana, and, and that's an image of heaven. And Jewish weddings don't happen for an hour or two. It's days, drinking and dancing and singing. When was the last time we did that? Maybe, maybe that's the next thing we should do have three days straight of dancing and drinking and singing hymns to the Lord. Maybe that'll get us going. Maybe that'll get our hearts pumping a little bit more so that we go out and say, wow, our Lord is the greatest and he wants you. You know those posters of Uncle Sam, I want you? Well, I had this beautiful icon of Jesus, and I put under it, I want you. And it's just the same type of thing. But that's Jesus. He wants us all. And not just us in this room, but he wants everybody to know him. Now, of course, there will be pain and suffering with that. Jesus is very clear. But, but, it's always a win with Jesus. It may not be with some kind of sports game or playing the lottery or whatever, but with Jesus Christ, it's not just a win, it is the win. And if we want it, then we need to want it for everyone. 
So how do we get that excitement? How do we get that vision? And even be willing to make fools of ourselves. So people say, well, that person's silly. Or why are they doing that? Now, kids are good at that. Kids, you can be silly with them, and they join right in. And they get excited, and they give back. But adults, oh, okay. Yeah, I'm a Catholic. Yeah, you know, we go to church every Sunday. And, you know, I grew up, you weren't supposed to talk. Yeah, it's, it's who wants to go to that? Because, again, the image of heaven is dynamic. It's joyful. It's filled, filled with people who are ecstatic. But here and now, the Lord says, okay, it's not that way now. However, look forward to it. And as you look forward to it, do whatever you need to do to get the, the energy going in you, to get the joy going. Get together with two or three people. Start by maybe uh, praying, telling some jokes, you know, laugh. And then go out and search for people who need that good news. We know we need it. We have it, but we don't use it. It's kind of like tucked in our back pocket. Yeah, maybe I'll get to it someday. But it's now, now that we have to use it. Now. Because again, we don't know when the Lord's coming in glory. Again, it could be tomorrow. It could be an hour from now. And our job in this life is not to live a cushy life, be comfortable, but rather to do the Lord's bidding. And at the end of the day, as Jesus says, to say, I'm just an unprofitable servant. But as an unprofitable unprofitable servant, I'm always at my master's beck and call, going out. And again, who's the model? Jesus. Jesus is the model. He didn't sit around on Sunday afternoons watching the bills. He was always out and about, or in the synagogue, or in the temple, teaching. That's Jesus. And he's not this kind of heavenly model that we cannot approach, but rather he became a human being to say, I'm doing it, and you can do it. Just watch what I do and follow in my footsteps. So, as you go forth this week, I know what homework to give you, but, you know, it's what pray. Pray that the Holy Spirit will give us as a community some kind of energy, fervor, zeal, joy about the vision that God has given us so that we will always feel uncomfortable when we're not sharing it with others, when we're not taking selfies of ourselves out in the corridor or out in front of church with smiles, when we're not uh, about the Lord's business, but rather to be about the Lord's business so that we can not only grow in our faith and be stronger, but we can tell other people about this good news. So pray that we will get that zeal and fervor because one of the problems is that we get distracted by what's going on in the world. We have no control over the macro picture, the big picture. We don't. But we do. What's right in front of us, God gives us so that we can bring our faith in Jesus Christ to whatever's going on in our midst. Right there. That's all God asks of us. So the more we have that joy, hopefully we're going to say, okay, here's a person I don't know. Lord, help me, give me the spirit, because I'm going to go up to them, I'm going to start chatting with them, and I'm going to get to talking about you, and maybe I'll say, can I get a selfie with you? And then post it. My new friend, 
we met at church or we met out in the parking lot. We prayed for one another. Now, I'd like to see selfies like that. So pray that we get that fervor and that zeal so that people will look at us and say, what's going on in that church? They're all smiling. They're happy. They come to every event and pack it, and they always invite their neighbors on both sides of their, their home. Who are these people? They'll want to know who we are, and they'll come. They'll find out. So it's not rocket science. It's simply the Lord. So pray for that fervor and zeal and joy so that you know, we'll get the motors going. We'll get them running smoothly and get out there to proclaim the gospel message. And again, not simply so that we do what we're supposed to do, but so that other people will be saved. That's the whole point, to save everybody. So sky's the limit. It's up to us to make that request of God and then to wait, uh, probably not long, but to act on what God tells us and shows us, and we know a lot already, but to act on it so that we can truly be the missionary disciples of the Lord that we were created to be, to be excited about our faith, to love it so that we can think of nothing more than how am I going to tell other people about my faith in Jesus Christ today? How am I going to do it?